Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble and, uh, you know, things have kind of thawed out a little bit in Central Virginia. You've got some rain. I bet the fishing's pretty good. Yeah, it actually has been. The weather here has been pretty much normal fall temps. We had a little cold dip, but uh, we've got good flows for late fall and the temps i mean it's been in 60 ish degrees the air temps um so people that have been getting out and trout fishing have been having a pretty good time and then i know a few people that have gone out for smallmouth still and it's just been moody i mean you can find them but a lot of people are switching over to uh, having both conventional tackle and fly stuff um which it's kind of normal, you know, this time of the year if you're chasing smallmouth um, for a lot of our locals. But if you're looking for trout fishing, then a lot of our stock trout water has been fishing well, as well as uh, some of the other streams that have like the wild rainbows, that sort of stuff. Um, they're not as common, you know, in central Virginia, but they definitely are around um, and it's been fishing well. So it's uh, definitely over Thanksgiving weekend. I saw, I mean, I got to fish a little bit myself, but um, saw a lot of people that were out or heard a lot of stories of people that were out and pretty much everybody I talked to had success. So that's, uh, what more can you say? Yeah. And so I would imagine, right. So if we're talking about wild water, uh, you know, brook trout or post spawn, I guess if it's really warm, there's, there's not a lot of water. You might even get them to take a dry fly, right? Yeah. I still run a dry dropper on most of our small stream stuff pretty much through the whole winter because I've had times, I mean, I think it was, 2019 where i went out january 1st dry dropper first cast the fish came up and destroyed the dry fly and uh it was a good feeling i was like man this is a great you know year to have this happen because <laughs> that was the year we started uh the brick and mortar fly shop so um pretty cool and uh, and it'll still happen you know the whole year the main thing is just using that dry fly as an indicator and so i tell people you know you can use a little bit bigger dry fly than what you would think because nine times out of 10, they're going to eat the nymph. And so you're typically going to be throwing a larger nymph uh, with a little bit more weight on it. So that way it gets down because we will start getting into higher water uh, as we keep getting this rain. Um, so you need something bigger to support that bigger nymph. Um, so, I mean, I, I throw all the time through the winter, uh, like a size 12 bionic ant or a size 14 bionic ant um, with darker tones. And, I mean, it won't be every time, but you definitely will find days where you will get a couple fish coming up and smacking that dry fly. Um, so definitely don't count that out. Um, but it's not something that I would show up and throw a dry fly only for the whole day and expect to just have a, a banner day because that likely won't happen. Yeah. And then, of course, as we always like to say on the hatchery stuff, it's all about the junk food, right? Yeah. And. There's a couple of local places that are stocked around us within even 30 minutes that, you know, a lot of people probably do know of, but um, those have been fishing really well. And so if you are, are interested in getting out, you know, the first couple of days after they stock those fish, it's all about throwing the tractor style patterns. Um, but as those fish stay in the river system, they will get a little bit more wise. So you can swap over to some more natural looking uh, imitations, you know, Bait fish are uh, a great one, especially if you're a newer angler. That's one of the things I tell a lot of people that come into the shop. If you're new to fly fishing, you know, throw in a pattern like a uh, woolly bugger or one we saw a lot of in the shop, the 
jig mini bugger. Um, those are really good flies because bait fish naturally move in the water a little bit differently than a nymph does. So where that makes it easier is if you're a new angler, uh, you can throw a bait fish pattern. And if you don't have an absolutely perfect drift, it's not the end of the world because most little tiny minnows are going to be twitching and moving and swimming in the water column, even if they're nearly dead. Um, and so when you're just throwing a nymph or an egg, having a dead drift is so much more important, uh, especially as you get to those stock trout that have been pressured and they've been caught by a bunch of eggs and all these bright and flashy patterns. Um, so a really good thing to switch over to is a natural or like an olive looking woolly bugger, a pretty small one. You could even put some split shot on it um, and trying that. And, you know, I, I've told that to a lot of even like kids and uh, they've had a lot of success. I mean, who, Pretty much everybody's caught a fish on a woolly bugger, but um, that's a great tactic just to, to keep in your pocket as you get into some of the stock trout stuff if you're new to it, um, because, you know, it can be tough. There's a lot of things to think about. You know, you're thinking about line management. You're thinking about how is this thing drifting perfectly? How deep is the fly going? And, and there's just so many things to be thinking about, and uh, that can kind of remove one dimension of it. Um, so, yeah, keep that little trick in your sleeve. Yeah, and I uh, I can't uh, let you get away from me without asking if you got any musky scuttlebutt. I haven't been out for them yet this uh, winter. I've been fixing my jet boat. I'm still stuck on the striper. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you're funny you should say that. I've got a question for you from Brenner, and he wanted to uh, get your thoughts on how to time out the spring striper run. And if you miss it, what other species can you fish for so you don't have a an empty day on the water? Yeah, if you're thinking about spring striper run right now, uh, timing it is, I mean, you can't usually time it by the week right now. Um, usually it's just a time span of, you know, when are they going to start, which revolves a lot around temperatures uh, and how much rain are we getting. There's a lot of factors involved, but um, usually like April, May, that's your time frame for that. Um, we don't get striper all the way up in the James towards Lynchburg. Uh, most of those stay towards richmond um there are a couple of other runs that happen i mean all striper that are in our lakes around here um they typically do make a run up the river systems um and so if that's the roanoke or uh, the stanton so you know when you're thinking about catching striper right now the main thing i tell you is uh for christmas just start getting geared up with that sort of stuff um which is usually sinking lines and clouds or minnows um that's some of the best you know, two things I could tell you right now is start tying flies for it. And uh, if you don't have a sinking line or like a sink tip line, then there you go. You've got a great Christmas gift idea. Um, most of it, when it, when it comes to timing, um, it changes day by day. I mean, if, if you go out there and you say, all right, I've got spring break or, you know, I'm taking off a week, um, first week of April. You know, that's always the year that they don't run. <laughs> they, they come the second week of April. Um, and so what may be a better strategy if you're trying to like take time off to go and fish for them would be, say you take off like a Friday, uh, you know, two Fridays, the last one in April and the first one in May or something like that. Because um, the, the one of the hard things that happens in the spring here is you get these massive torrential downpours and it makes fishing pretty much impossible, especially with a fly rod. And so um, if you're, especially, well, I know if you're planning it around a, a spring break, 
it's tough. Um, but you can kind of take a look at if it does dump rain, right? Um, which places received the least amount? So is that something towards Richmond or is that something towards uh, Roanoke or Brookneal or any of those uh, places? Uh, and of course, another thing you can always do is just call me because I love catching striper. That's, I think that's like my favorite fish right now. <laughs> But that always changes. Yeah. Well, and you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email us questions. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we are drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season, which is coming up very soon. And, you know, Ethan, I've been watching your newsletters and your social media feeds. I think you've got some special events going on in the shop you probably want to share with folks. Yeah, we do. We're starting to do where we bring in a guide once a month to come and do a talk on you know, whatever particular subject. Um, so for this month, we actually have one this Saturday, which is with uh, Captain Matt Miles. It's a local guide. He's one of the first guides I ever did anything with. Um, good dude. And uh, we're talking about nymphing and particularly his nymphing techniques that he uses. So if that's something that's interesting to you, and maybe you can't afford going on a guide trip and learning firsthand, then this is another great opportunity from learning from a guy who's been in the game for a long time. Um, so yeah, that'll be this Saturday. We're only doing one class that will be from 10 o'clock in the morning to about 1130. Um, uh, that is, a in the classroom style training. So it's not one where we're taking people out to the water. Um, this is a, in the classroom meeting in the shop, uh, and there is limited seating to that. So if it's something that you're interested in, you can go to our website and RSVP, or you can call a shop or just send me an email, anything like that. Um, and we have a couple more of those events coming up. So just keep an eye out on the calendar on our website as well. Um, and you can see some of the different guides that we're bringing in. Yeah. And the great thing too about Matt is he, uh, he cut his teeth guiding out West with Pat Dorsey, Colorado. So, you know, he's got a depth of nymphing experience that not everybody has. So that should be a super good class. Oh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. And then of course, you know, with the holiday, have you got holiday hours or any kind of good stuff like that you want to share with folks? Yeah, the main thing just to keep in mind is we 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 have the in-store, but we also sell stuff online all the time. Um, so if you can't make it in-store, we're open six days a week. The only day we're closed is Sunday. Um, but if you can't make it, I mean, feel free to give us a call. And if you're not even sure what you want, um, you know, we can help you kind of figure out what maybe you need or what could round out a quiver if you're looking for another rod um, or maybe just some like tying stuff. I mean, I... I've, that's how I cut my teeth was I tied flies and sold them to fly shops and sold them online. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you've got questions, just don't hesitate to give us a call. I'd love to help you out. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, uh, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines. <laughs>